I'm Renee Ritchie, and I'm a tech analyst. I'm Georgia Dow, and I'm a psychotherapist. And welcome to Apple Talk, which is our podcast where we talk about everything Apple, everything tech, where the technology meets the psychology, and how it affects our culture and increasingly our lives. So, Renee, are we going to talk about the Apple event? There was another Apple event? There's another. There was. This is one, two, three in two months? Yeah, yeah, three events in two months. And if you count WWDC, it's four virtual event, events in a year, which is... I was thinking about how weird it is, Georgia. <laughs> Tell how me. How weird is it, Renee? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me. It's because, like... How weird is it, Renee? Any normal year, any year that's not a trash dumpster fire 2020 of a year... I would have probably gone in person to an Apple event in March, then again, WWDC in June, an iPhone event in September, and probably a Mac and iPad event in October. So it would have been four events. Yeah. Um, They wouldn't have been as short and as spaced out in a close period of time. But I was just watching some of the old events. I don't want to make this a COVID show because, you know, we've had enough of those. Not this show, but enough shows have been about that. But just even watching people in an audience together, close together in an audience, like at a hands-on section where they're all over each other, it it feels we- like this felt weird now. Having the idea of a virtual event was incomprehensible right. to me. Right. But now my brain has said this is the new normal and the old stuff seems weird. Yeah, I remember watching, um, I was watching a show and there's a club scene. And so there's all these people, hot, sweaty, yeah. thick air, and they're on top of each other, sweats flying all over the place in the club. And usually I'd be like, like, that's, awesome and so cool and you get the feel of it and i'm like oh that does not seem sanitary <laughs> no no it's like like it's not as it's clearly not a zombie apocalypse it's it not, not as zombie it's not like mm, brains but it's come to the point where this has changed our culture enough that uh, if we have at least a, an ounce of sense and sensibility you're avu- uh, you're avoiding human contact and that is a profound change on our psyche yes yes there's a, a definitive shift upon what is acceptable behavior and what isn't acceptable behavior. Like even watching someone go through a shop and just touch everything. Yeah. You know, which, you know, it's like I'm, radioactive. I can see it glowing after yeah, they touched it. And I'm I'm very sensory kind of person. So I would like, you know, this sounds really wrong, but like I'd buy something and I would like squeeze the orange and I would be like, that's that orange is too squishy. It's not a good orange. And I would put the orange back and then I would squeeze another orange, which other people did. Yeah, of course. But that now was I'm like, that's abhorrent. Like even yeah. me saying that I would do that now seems like, oh, I'm just a horrible person. I've infected all those oranges that someone else is now going to take. Well, that's the thing. Like until this year, like even this year when we found out the events were going to be virtual, I couldn't imagine it. I couldn't imagine not going right. there, seeing everybody, being hands on. And now after this many months of it, I can't imagine going back. Like I had, I told you about this. I had a nightmare the other day where I was at Disneyland and I'm walking through and I can't find my mask. And it was like just, I felt the anxiety, like the heart stopping anxiety of that. Yeah. And I, before, like there was just nothing even on my conscience. I know. I have masks. We have masks like everywhere. Yeah. Like they're just everywhere for. Which is not abnormal in other countries. Like other no. countries, especially in Asia, have been living like this for years because they went through this with previous pandemics. Right. Or I, guess, I don't know if a, if a national level is pandemic, but they, they had mass infection incidents and they learned to live like this and they've done much better than we have with COVID. But this is all new to us. We, we were like the people in the Matrix, you know, not even in the Matrix Matrix, but like outside, like, oh, Dragula. <laughs> um, I, and now it's just so different. And 
I can't imagine next year, like I'm sure the March event is going to be virtual, but if WWDC or the iPhone event next year or the Apple Glasses event is in person, like, am I going to feel this anxiety about being in public and having these people touching everything around me? Yes. <laughs> That's the answer. The answer is actually yes. It are the part of our brain that that holds on to something that's dangerous holds on to it for much longer because that's beneficial to us. Yeah. It's better to be safe than sorry that part of the brain goes. And usually that works into our favor. If when we go back to, you know, heard, you know, we're all yeah. in one field and it doesn't really matter and nothing bad happens, then we can slowly reset. But when it's the same thing when you're dealing with a phobia, we have to have that whatever like fear of heights, we climb back up to the heights, you know, eight, you get back on the 12 horse. to 24 times before that part of our brain, yeah. the limbic system can reset and go, you know what? Okay, this is no longer dangerous. It's maladaptive for me to hold on to it and it will slowly let go. If while you're on that horse, you get a loud noise or someone startles you or your friend thinks it's funny to scare you, it back, goes back to yeah. the setting of this is dangerous. So Those like the malignant neural pathways that I have to... <laughs> they're not malignant. They're healthy okay. and normal. And in si times of danger, they're beneficial for us. It's when times are not yeah. dangerous that they can kind of get stuck and you should work on them. And there'll, there'll be a couple people going, you see, I just ignored all this and I'm much better adjusted. No, no, you're really not. Uh, you're, you're, what, what is the, the, you're Darwin awarding your way out of it. <laughs> but that's not the same thing. Like, you, like you've said this many times, fear is healthy. It's yeah. part of our... You, and I again, wouldn't even say want, it's fear. It's um, it's like self-preservation. Well, you want your levels of fear to be the same levels of danger in the yes. world. And then that's healthy. If your level of fear is higher than the dangers that are out there, that part is anxiety. If it's underneath, now you're increasing the chances that yeah. you could be the person that's still sleeping when the tiger's on the prowl and you sacrifice yes. yourself for the greater good of the things while the tiger eats you, the rest is running away. Well, it's like walking into the middle of a highway. It does not mean you're not afraid of cars. It means you're... Not a, you're, you have a very lack of self-preservation skills. Or you're doing it for a reason that might yeah, be beneficial for other things. Okay. It, could, no. it could possibly. Yeah. Um, could possibly. Yeah. And so it, it is It is going to be interesting to see because Apple has really nailed this format. Like I saw a lot of companies struggling with it. They basically did their, it's like the early days of film. All I did was film the stage play. Yes. And they didn't know that they could cut and show different things. And film became yeah. an art form. Apple didn't film the stage play. Like they didn't just come out on stage and talk and have the camera move around with an empty audience, which some sports venues did. They did, And yeah. some big electronics companies did. Yeah. Apple made it, the, the, the early ones weren't as good as the later ones, but they really made like, I don't want to, I'm going to be a total film geek for a minute, but they had awesome, awesome, like drone shots into zoom-ins. I did love From the, the watch ones. on the... Yes, uh, those were my favorites. On Jeff Williams' wrist, panning back, or like Tim Cook just revealing up the whole thing, or going down on... The yeah. shots, the cinematography was amazing. Like, the production value was amazing. They thought about entertaining us, even yeah. in between the shots between people. Visual delight. Yes. Visual delight. Yes, yes. But, so... I guess that my question for you is, how does this work compared to a traditional event? Because previously there'd be some of us in attendance yeah. and there'd be a lot of people watching and Apple had to contend with the people in the audience, which were some Apple VIPs, some Apple employees, Apple store people who don't know the rumors, but love Apple. And they're like, a new iPhone. I had no idea this was coming, but I'm so excited. And that's right. all the people you'd hear cheering. And then like the media was like, tick, 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 What? Tick, 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 tick. That's you. Um, yeah. And then, <laughs> but then Renee. the audience. I didn't really get the event. I was too busy <laughs> typing. You don't. It goes in and out into the screen and then I have to watch it again. And then he has to see it again to be able to enjoy Because I'd be like, Renee, did you get this? And he's like, no. I'm too busy yeah. typing. I'm a, I'm a throughput. Yeah. 
and then you have all the people at home. But for these events, because there was no audience, it was completely focused on everybody watching right. on the internet. Yeah, which I think that we end up with this really cool production value, and I think that Apple did a great job of that. We miss out on that feeding frenzy of the crowd and the yeah. audience and being able to really enjoy it and hear the excitement, the cheers, the jeers, the laughter, the jokes that that fall flat, which I also love, and their reactions to Craig's it. dad jokes. Yeah, those, those are great. Yeah, um, his crack and, marketing team. And so we end up with a piece, though, that I think is still stagnant that I think that that could be worked on, right? Okay. I think that because you can take and do retake over and over again, that authenticity it's is... It's too polished? It's too um, thought out. Staged? Yeah, so I think that for Tim, who's like just delightful and a lovely person, his Good hand... Morning! Yeah, he, he I didn't, didn't do it! I, I was so sad! I was so Sad. Good morning, Cupertino. Oh, I was like, what happened? I'm yeah. like, he's we Renee liked it has too much. It. He took it away Renee, from us. I'm like, Renee has done it so many times. He's just gonna take it away. But you got that Craig moment where he like opens the laptop. Okay, so I got okay. First, let me do two. Okay. Then I'm gonna do okay. the Craig moment okay. where he okay. opens the laptop. Okay. Because I have different. I want your feelings, but <laughs> okay. I have my feelings about this. But um, I think that Tim's hand gestures were way too like methodical, like like yeah, like he and that got rid of. That got rid of his his genuineness, his okay. flow that his he southern, has, his southern and, charm. And as the the last shot where he's in, he was totally relaxed. Um, he had one of the Macs in front of him, and you could tell he was relaxed and, and great calm. shot and from the him. Apple logo to the laptop. It was so cute. Back. It was so cute, and he was him. He was himself. Yeah. Whereas the first scene, I thought it was way too thought out. We didn't get the same warmth that we usually did. And I was too There's busy a little watching. bit, just a little bit of Darth Maul pacing back and forth, waiting for the door to open. It was. It was. You know, like he was making sure that he hit all of his yeah. keys and he made sure that he was trying to make natural hand gestures that yeah. were not making like someone probably said something to him. Then he's like, OK, I'll just, you know, and you could tell he had thought about the hand gestures. It was a little William Shatner karate chop, which is totally, you know, the two handed. What's the first thing's name? The Gorn. The Gorn. Sorry, no one's going to He might have beat up an invisible Gorn. We don't know. He could have saved us all. He could have. He could have. It could have been a, a different type of apocalypse. Um, so I think that that was, was different. And I think okay. that some some people did a really good job of you didn't know that they were reading it. And you could yeah. tell that they were really in it. I think that, that because that's the way that it started off, it put me a little pushed me a little bit further away from the scene. And yes, I will say it. Craig Fer- Federici with the opening... The Mac to the sexy time music, like, the, <laughs> like it was so wrong. It was so wrong. But I was so like, right. No, no, it wasn't. It was just, it was just wrong. It was, I don't know. It, it came off as. It was. Pretty, it, it reminded me of like, can't get enough of your love, babe. No. No, it was. It just came off as creepy to me. Okay, so I, I actually, I actually cringed. That was uh, the moment I went. Oh, Craig, cringe. Oh no, it's, it's Craig. become a huge internet meme. Like it, everybody is like looking, like, like there immediately it was like find somebody who looks at you the way Craig looks at that at that startup screen. <laughs> if they had chosen different music, no, it would have ruined it. No, no, it would have been better. They could have had cool. Music, but not music that's like people are going to get it on. And like <laughs> him with the computer. Sure, you're right. <laughs> yeah, it was. No, that but was it was too like, much. like for was me, like, no. it's like he's not looking at the Geekbench score, he's looking at the battery life. <laughs> 
No, I can't even drink coffee now. It's gonna come out. <laughs> and then, so, yeah, it just it just. No, yeah. I want. Okay, you, I, you have to vote. You have to vote. Yeah, let was us know creepy? in the comments. I want to know. Was it creepy? Do or I was lose it... again? And I'm the only one that no, was like cringe. Yeah, hashtag Team Georgia or hashtag yeah. Team Renee. Did you cringe or did you not cringe? I just I think Craig totally is the cringed. only one who could pull that off, and it's just it's become such a meme already. I wonder if all guys are like that was cool, and all oh, girls God. are like this was. This was no, I want a girl, if like- Anyone who thinks Craig is hot liked it. Anyone who doesn't think Craig is hot didn't like it. No, the women that are watching the show- All the nerd men think Craig is so hot, so they were fine with it. (laughs) And all the women are like, that's just another nerd dude. (laughs) Sorry. I, I really do. All women, please, you need to now make, make so if you're not even biased. signed up, if you're not even signed up on YouTube, you have to sign up so I can hear. I'm sure there are plenty of men who aren't digging Craig too. I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but I actually went, oh- Oh, no. Oh, no. no but then right away, I took out my little notes app because that's what I was writing it on. <laughs> and I did. I'm like, yeah, that was no. Oh. okay. So <laughs> the other thing that was interesting was um, a, a couple interesting psychological facts from this to me. First was just in general, some people were super excited by the change. It's like they were fed up with Intel and they just couldn't wait to get Apple Silicon into the Mac because it's performed so well in the iPhone and the iPad. And they have just taken all of their hopes and dreams from that and photocopied them onto their right. expectations for the Mac. And the other side was like, especially enterprise and IT and people who are really dependent on knowing what their workflow is, just super afraid that the world is changing around them. And they don't know like how long they're getting updates for, whether their favorite apps are going to work. Um, and we've talked about this before, but humans are just always at the same time, so adverse to change, but so bored with the status quo. Right, right. We want both. Yes. We want both, but we want it our way. Well, TV, that's why TV is built on that. What do they call it? The uh, fe- the fake change? Like everything resets at the end of the episode? Yes, I hate that. Though. Like every comic Ugh. book, every movie. They did a Simpsons joke where he's like, oh, it's after 30 minutes. Everything's reset now, right? And then the whole thing goes back to normal. Yeah. That's what I used to hate about Star Trek. They would, there was never any actual... Yeah. The, the perception of change. What I care about is human involvement. And so that was yeah. always my... you know. And then there was Deep Space Mind where things actually did change and they actually lasted change, which I was like, yay, this is awesome. And and I think that you and Anthony were like, no, let's go back to the, like let's not let's not have that. And they yeah, can't just well, do I mean, it's it's hard on on things that go on forever. Like comic books are forever resetting because like you can't have someone in high school for thirty years. Like it's just, like they has to change, but then they lose what made it. But they think they, they lose what made it original. I think that's what this is too. Like as eager as people are to go beyond Intel, they're afraid they're going to lose what they had with Intel at the same time. Right. Right. It, psychologically, actually, I have a different issue with this. Okay. Is that I don't, like, so when you're selling a product that is so similar to other products, you want people to feel, like, to feel, you know, have an identity to what the product is. To externalize the change? Yeah. Well, to have a, like, you know, like, you know, drinking Budweiser beer makes you cool and all the ladies love you and you're going to become this That's what Craig was doing with the laptop. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Too far. Okay, tell me more. Too far. But I, and I think that they did a good job with that. They they went through, it's innovative, it's the, you know, people that are rebellious, that are trying and to the make effects, a change. And the effects, it's like for the MacBook Pro, everything came out of warp space, like, boom, boom, like yes, a Star Wars scene, yes. boom, 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 and then Which assembled I the loved, and how, and how it all went, went together. Yeah. But I, because I'm not into all the different chips, and I don't really know or care, 
Um, I care. I care about what it's actually going to, the end result is going to be for also, me. Also, like Star Wars, but yeah. unlike Babylon 5, they weren't firing as they came out of hyperspace. Right. That was a big difference. The evolution in the was that the ships could fire as they came out, and these Macs weren't shooting at anything. No. <laughs> and so, and that also, that, that would, would have been more exciting for me. But I didn't get why I should care okay. so much Battery from life. this event. Which, it was great, and when they said it, it was great. But then I'm talking to my husband about who's like, you know, looking at stuff and he's like... He's like a high level order geek, he, like former he, IT. He, he, he's yeah. trying to decide between uh, like the new Ampere NVIDIA card and the new Navi 2 AMD yeah. card yeah, yeah, for his yeah, yeah. VR rig. Yeah. And he comes out and he's like, you know, this chip is like life-changing. <laughs> One core of this chip performs faster than our Ryzen, yes. which one core of our Ryzen computer. And so if there was, you know, if if there was, you know, another like eight core, core yeah. <laughs> there was 16 core, this would be faster than our Ryzen downstairs. And I was like, like that. <laughs> I was like, whoa. You needed a nerd translation amazing. layer. That's amazing. But Apple didn't do yeah. that piece. Yeah. And if they had, like, you know, when they talked about the scallop design of the batteries yeah. and why they could, you know, why the battery life had increased and they talked about the scallop design. Now, I'm not a battery nerd. I don't know that much about batteries. But when I went and I saw it, I went, whoa, that's yeah. amazing. And when they talked about the unidesigned body and yeah. they showed us how they put it together and it's, it's not pressed, it's one solid piece yeah. of aluminum that they have, you know, I went, Wow, that's amazing. That's why it's yeah. innovative. And I think that I missed out on why it's innovative. Do you think they I were think struggling between not wanting to overstate expectations to leave some sort of like, they would rather underpromise and overdeliver as opposed to just, because they, they like put up a die shot. Like to me, like this won't mean much to a lot of people, but when you're in silicon and the company, a company like Apple gives you a die shot, that's like the John what's a Travolta. Die, wait, what's a die shot? So when you make a new chip, <laughs> often they keep it secret. Like they don't tell you what's inside it and you have to wait for like a company like Chipworks to x-ray it so you can see what's in it. They just posted a complete picture of what the chip is. And that's like the John Travolta you know, from Staying Alive. But that's only if I, you understand what that is. Yes, that's what I'm saying. For people like me, that's like, yeah. that's like, do, do, do. Do stay in a lie. Yeah, and then I'm looking at it and I'm just hearing like I You wanted more strut. I needed to know. I needed that hero's journey. Oh, first before before you get it, like Laura and Shruti were so good. They were amazing. Shruti especially, I've known her for a few years because she's done a lot of the Apple briefings. They crushed it. But it, what you would have liked to have seen, tell me if I'm wrong, yeah. is them to say core for core, this is what you could do on the old one. And uh, like, and that looks like sort of like the cave person leaping out of it, uh, like lighting a fire. Just and then this is what themselves. you can do in the new one. And you see an astronaut on the moon with a plasma torch. I would have liked to actually see like the benchmarks being hit and it killing it. Like, yeah. I would have liked to see this is what happens on the like old one. Like Infinity War where the Intel thing is being like. <laughs> I need to see it visualized. Okay. Fair. And Usually they do a great job of that. Yeah. And I, I really feel it, hear it. I'm like all in and I can cheer. I think that it hit for the people that are only emotional based. I think that it also hit for the people that understand all the technology. So the words of, you know, like this those, is... Those, gra- those Jeff Bezos graphs with no no vertical or horizontal indicators that just show a curve. People yeah. are looking at that going, yeah. I don't know what that means. Other people are going, oh my God, that's life changing. Exactly. I, I needed it to be more fed to me. Yeah. So that was the way that I So the other thing to. that I found was interesting was these new MacBooks, all the stuff based on the M1 chip. The M1 chip is the first chip. They'll obviously be, they've said, there's going to be a family of these chips. The M1 is like the baby brother, like the youngest, the smallest of these chips. Um, they, 
they put that in the MacBook Air, their most popular computer. So obviously they're confident enough about it because they would not risk MacBook Air sales if they weren't. But it's also the lowest end computer. And they put it in the lowest end MacBook. Since 2016, they've had a two port. They used to call it like the MacBook Escape, I think. They've had a two port low end model that was really weird. It was like a MacBook Air Pro, basically. Hmm. Uh, and they also put it in a new Mac Mini, which isn't space gray like the old one. The space gray is a professional color. It's silver again because it's consumer. But a bunch of people got angry and they said that Apple's capping the RAM at 16 gigabytes and the storage at two terabytes. And why would they do that? And it's literally exactly the same as the Intel models they're replacing. It's just these nerds never bought those. They didn't even look at them. They only ever bought the higher end stuff. But because this is new and they want it, they're now looking at there's only this for them. And they don't realize that there were lower end Intel machines that were exactly the same as this. They just see this and they go, these aren't the higher end machines. And I would like to tell them, like, just wait. Like, wait, the higher end machines are coming. You'll get what you want. Right. But I also understand that this is new and it is new. Therefore, it should be me and I want it now. Well, it's. I don't even think it's just it should be me, but this is new. This is supposed to be better. And so yeah. they're hoping for better along all of the areas yes. that they care for, right? Yes. So because it's better in only certain areas, these it's may the not better be the better lower areas. end, not the better higher end. Well, they, they hope for a little bit better in every area yeah. and then you know, they would be yeah. happy, but let's say it. Like, but no I love that they what. didn't know they existed. That's the thing for me. It's not like they, like Apple didn't make the machines I want. It's like, right. these it's like these machines never existed before. And you're like, yes, they did. You're just totally oblivious to them. Fair, fair. Yeah, I thought it was just an interesting insight into nerd culture. <laughs> I will not say that we're not, you know, demanding with different stuff. And, you know, so am I. I'm demanding with certain stuff that I care about. Yeah. And if I don't get it, I'm sad. So we can, we can both, we can both go there. So are you going to take your Intel MacBook Air and just throw it in the trash now? Is that what's going to happen? Uh, I, no. No? Not yet. It, it does. It's interesting because I'm like... It's not worse mm. than it was the day before. It isn't worse, no, but Apple I do look at Tim it a little in, bit like... Hmm. Tim Cook didn't come to your house and stomp on it. No, but I understand that feeling of like, oh, that would be nice. You know, to have a camera that I'm not like, you know, pixelatedly scary yeah. in would have been like... Hmm. Well, it's the same pixels. They're just going to look better. Oh, so here's the other thing that I find amazing is that like people don't want Apple to put out new products until they're ready to buy. So like if they're ready to buy and there's no new product, they're super angry because there should be one. And if they've just bought one, then there shouldn't be a new product because that makes their product obsolete. But isn't it so, it's a hard, it is hard. I'm not going to say that like every time, like, you know, I, you know, I have my watch, I love it. And then there's a new watch with fancy new features, yes. and I want those features. And so it's kind of like Rocket, but but I want that, right? Yes. I want it more than they I do. I want it more. <laughs> so I understand that feeling. And since it's every year, like there's a very short amount of, like even if you buy it immediately, there's a short amount of time yeah. before we're either talking about, discussing, and there's going to be something that's better that's coming along. So you do want to plan out. So I use this analogy, and yeah. some people like it, some people don't. I'm curious your opinion. For me, it's like a bakery. The bakery should be making fresh bread every day because someone is going to buy bread every day. You won't. But any day you do go in there to buy bread, it should be fresh. Your expectation is it's fresh. So I think Apple should update these computers in some way at least, like the latest processors, the latest graphics, the latest drives, so that any year you want to buy, you get the latest one. You shouldn't have to go the next year and buy the previous year's one because that's a year of life that you don't get out of that machine. That sounds fair. That sounds Freshness. fair. And what do you think about how long they should update and support their machines for? So I... like. 
I look at it so, like it's it's really weird because we still judge tech so differently. Like, um, just because you bought this Mac and then Apple announces a new one, you get upset. Like, there's a new Mac. But if you bought a car last year, you know, like the 2021 model is coming out, and you're not upset. If you bought your Frigidaire refrigerator last year. Uh, or you bought your 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 OLED TV last year, you know every year there's a new refrigerator and TV, but you care less because you bought yours and gonna keep it for 10 years. But I'm gonna still have updates. Like my car can still be fixed and repaired and used yes. to infinitum where- Unless it's a Tesla. Oh, yeah, that's a different, <laughs> no, we're gonna go back into that, the right to repair discussion. Yeah. We have to do a show on that eventually. <laughs> we um, will have to. But yeah, no, I, I uh, like, I think Apple so far in the industry is really good. Like for the phones, they do five years of software updates. And the best you can get on Android is three years. Uh, for computers, I think Microsoft is better in one sense that they will literally support something. And if, if like the US Navy says, no, we still need Windows XP, they'll like pay us a billion dollars a year. You can still have Windows XP. Right. You know, right. they're for incredibly the, the mercenary. Price. Yeah. They're, the, the Quebec government famously is like, we, I think they were like, we still need Windows 98. And we're like, really? Like, we don't have anyone to rewrite our ActiveX applications. And they're like, okay, I think it's like we pay like $5 million a year just to have like a stupid version of Windows 98 on three government servers. So embarrassing. So, but Microsoft will do it. Is really what I think. But at the same time, it holds them back in other ways. Where I think Apple is the opposite, maybe too aggressive. They're like, they're literally Kylo Ren. You know, like leave the past, destroy it if you have to, so they can go to the next thing as fast as possible. And if not, we'll smash it and take it away from you, anyways. Yes, it's just such an emo, such an emo Sith Lord. So, Renee, do you want to know why I didn't watch the event right away? You didn't. I just assumed you did. No. You didn't watch it in real time? No. Oh. I I was um I was uh working okay. on that day. So like a lot of their events come out during my like Tuesdays yes. where I'm working, unfortunately. And I work a full day. So I went upstairs and then I said, Did they I, I've been waiting for something. Oh. <laughs> Literally every comment on I've been publishing videos all week. I did I think eleven videos this week. Jesus, and every one Does of them this has make a comment. This will be the 12th video this week, God, Renee. Um, but this will technically go up on Monday, so it'll be next week. Okay, next week's video. But last week's podcast, oh, we didn't do one last week. Okay, so um, yeah, so it'll be 11 videos. But almost every comment I get, I even asked for, I did a Q&A on Patreon, and one of the questions I got from several people <laughs> right. was, how does Georgia feel about not having AirTags? Yeah, so I came, I came upstairs, I was all excited because my thought is it's one more thing. Yes. So it's gonna be one thing that is, usually that's like a, what you don't think you're gonna get thing. It's and famous from Steve Jobs. Famous from yeah. Steve Jobs. And it was always this little surprise piece, a little gift, a little treat. But there is one more thing. And there, and I found, and so I asked, I said, just tell me, did, did they have air tags? And they're like, no. And I went, okay, I'm, I don't need to watch You turned this around thing. and walked out the room. I did. I left. I left. So air tags I, are more important to you than Apple Silicon Macs? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I. If I wasn't leaving the video frame, I'd start inching away. <laughs> so uh, yeah. I have, to, so I have so many questions. So let me ask for why are AirTags this important to you? Just because, because they promise. Well, they haven't. So Apple's never announced that they're even making them. No, I know. It's just the rumor mill has been talking about. But them. they have it on beta, like it, on beta where like there is there's yes. stuff that that shows. There are that bits, but be, Apple's never said they're making. They're them. never. They haven't said it. They, but you're still holding stealing. it against them for not putting it out. Why though? Because you haven't got it. Is that what the thing is? Like, you, you, like you want because, it because you don't have because it. Because one is, I lose everything. I lose everything. But you're not going anywhere this year. That's true. I lose everything in, in the my house. Home. Yes. Um, but I would. I'm really excited for being able to track everything and have it, and it's new, and I like new it's things. Just gonna chip your husband and kids. 
Yep. <laughs> Is he getting the milk? He's not getting the milk. I already have locations on phones, right? So we already know where everyone yeah. is. But, but your this dog, be for example, because your dog, my, your dog doesn't my have dog, an iPhone? My, no, okay. my dog does not have an not iPhone. Not even a mini? No, I used to have a tile on my dog, but they're okay. not waterproof and it died. Yeah. So that didn't, it couldn't find my dog in the backyard. <laughs> it was, it, only, it was only so effective. But I'm like, this is going to work so well. I've been waiting for it. And it's almost like like Lucy with the football. Yes. Oh, and I just feel every like event. Every event. I'm like, oh, they have. They have like the, the suitcase and they have a big suitcase and a smaller suitcase and a smaller. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, one smaller. Please make it one smaller. And it's the mini, which is great. Lori, I'm so happy that you're so excited about it. But I'm like, oh. So every single event, everyone's like, you know. Yep. Georgia, how are you feeling? Yeah. And I'm like, this was painful. Yeah, so, so there we go. they sound like they're ready. I mean, they're even in the beta. So either they'll drop them in a press release um, or they'll have a mini event. They'll put up a video. I don't know. <sighs> like, like my thought was, this is my thought, is that it, like, it would be a really great thing to launch them before the holidays. As a holiday gift. As a holiday gift. But now we have And um, it was HomePod one mini. more thing. HomePod there, Mini. Yeah, HomePod Mini, very cute, cute. wonderful and cute. Yeah. Yeah. But... Phenomenal um, computational audio, itty bitty yes, living space. Yes. Are you gonna grab Can one? I grab one. It's delicate. They're so small. Cute, beautiful, adorable. Yes. Tiny. Tiny. Yeah. All right. Shuffling music from your library. Oh. <laughs> Armed and dangerous. There we go. <laughs> Did so you see? Cute. Someone tried plugging it into a low voltage. Like so, a lot of it comes with the 12 watt adapter, which the iPhone doesn't come with. So people are trying to steal it. Why? Can I just say why? Well, because you're running with... the HomePod okay, thing. Okay, sorry. Um, uh, so people are trying to steal them right. to plug to use for their phones and figure they'll just use some crappy old adapter for the HomePod Mini. But you plug it in and it turns red like how? Like it's angry with you for taking <laughs> its adapter. That is hilarious. Yeah, Does it like, work though? Uh, I don't know. I just see people posting these. And either it's red kryptonite poisoning or it really is Hal going, no, Dave. Don't take my charger, <laughs> Dave. The podcast. Pod, the pod bay door. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so they, they even though they're trying to save the environment, they put the charger with the... Uh, with the HomePod Mini. The HomePod, yeah. why? Uh, because I guess nobody has chargers for that. you got to plug into a wall. It's not a mobile device. And it's not. It's also not compatible. Like, it's not inductively charged. You can't put it on MagSafe and charge it. Your only hope is... So they can't sell a whole bunch of MagSafes for no. it? No. No, not a one. Well, they no. can, but they just won't be very useful and they'll be returned. <laughs> <laughs> so can I get into well, things so. that are not very... Uh, so... I've been having this enjoyable experience this week. We quit. I quit Facebook after we talked about it in the first episode. And I can't delete my account yet because there are still a couple old Mobile Nations pages that keep erroring out when I try to hand them over. So I just leave them running and I haven't logged into Facebook in months. And I started getting these increasingly needy emails, like 273 notifications waiting. You have all these people trying to get, trying to talk to you. You're missing out on these things. Look at how many birthdays you missed. And now this week they started text messaging me. No. Yeah, they started saying. Really? Yeah, they started saying this person posted a photo. This person posted a video. No, this person's that, birthday. Is, has that already been okay? Text your... message rates may apply. Whoa. So thirsty, so needy. Whoa. Yeah. And is that on your settings? Did that happen before? I had to go in. No, I've left? never. I've, I, I'm guessing it's an escalation of attention. It's like you know, poke, 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 boom, face punch. Um, I had to go in and I was trying to figure out because there was just so many things that said SMS was turned on for and it, it, and I had to start turning it off. And then at the bottom, I saw something like only send me account alerts by SMS. So I turned that on, but it's, yeah, I turned that off. Yeah, but it's just, it was just a wild ride. And at the same time, like 
I was considering doing some more Facebook things because a lot of the interesting communities around doing YouTube, I'm doing a lot of YouTube now. Right. There are a lot of interesting communities there that talk about YouTube and they're all in Facebook groups. I'd love for them to move to Discord, but they're all, and I'm like, maybe I could just use it for this. But then I look at the news and they're still being the most abhorrent company ever. Like, I don't care what your politics are, what your beliefs are. The company has set policies and Twitter is enforcing their, whether you agree or disagree with Twitter's policies, they're generally enforcing their policies. They do make an exception for political <coughs> leaders because they believe the newsworthiness sometimes overcomes the policy violation. Um, so you'll, you sometimes they will apply, sometimes they won't. But in general, they've been horrible at it, but they have a policy. Facebook, we saw news report after news report, like serious investigative news reports that showed either Mark Zuckerberg directly or people in leadership positions indirectly through Zuckerberg, basically deleting violations to keep to keep certain people who are doing nothing but spreading misinformation, conspiracy theories, hoaxes, really things that are damaging, I believe are deeply damaging to our civilization, intervening to stop that, to allow all these people to continue, sorry, I shouldn't say stop that, to not, to perpetuate it, to allow it. Yeah. And it made me again feel like this is just big tobacco, but instead of poisoning our lungs, they're poisoning our minds and souls. So talking about that, like freedom of speech and where does that end yes. and what can be allowed and not allowed on social media has hit a huge, like people are having a huge discussion because yes. someone said specifically that people should be beheaded. Now, yes. when I, I went into this thinking, you know what, like people, when they game or they get upset and we get emotional, we often will say, you know, yes. horrible stuff and they don't really mean it. I want to kill you. you yeah, know. I'm going to get yeah. your family and, yes. you know, stop. Well, you that's, know. yeah, that's like that's old Roddy Dangerfield joke. Yeah. Wiki, and, Wikipedia, I'm kidding. Yeah, which I'm <laughs> like, you know what? Like when I heard about this, you know, person that said like, you know, I should behead, people should be beheaded. I'm like, you know, maybe it was more metaphorical and it was just an angry yeah. outburst and it wasn't really inciting violence against specific people. And then I listened to it. And so this post, it was taken down off of Twitter and I yeah. believe also off of YouTube. Yet it was taken down, I think, and then returned on Facebook because Zuck specifically intervened, yeah, intervened. saying that it was not And not just a person, that policy. entire the entire news organization that that person founded has been intervened multiple right. times to right. prevent their violation to to delete their violations. Right. And so I'm like news I, organization. Yeah, close. so I'm like I want to listen to it so I can give it a really straight up, like, is this in violation? Is this really inciting? And again, not political, because if anybody if anybody asks for beheading, I'm against that. Yeah, well, again, like, it depends, I think, on its intent behind it and its severity of how, you know, the intention of what do you really want? Are you really serious yeah. about this? Or are and you saying something? Can I also add, just for the sake yeah. of context, that yeah. there is a challenge involved because... Like people in America tend to only see freedom of speech from an American angle, but companies on the internet have to deal with freedom of speech globally. Right. And a lot of countries have far more restrictive freedom of speech policies. Like sometimes it's legally, like in the UK, the way that you can sue somebody for what they say is, I don't want to say more lenient, but you're in much greater peril of legal jeopardy for what you say in the UK. In Canada, there are hate speech laws that don't exist in the US. Yeah. And in some countries... You like if you say a word about the ruling leader, you you just basically pack it in like you're done. Yeah. Yeah. And Facebook exists in all these places. So I understand that some balance has to be done and that, you know, not everyone in every country is going to get 
freedom of speech treated in the way they want it to be treated. Right. But this seems to have nothing to do with that. This just seems to be based on women whimsy and his own personal fears, beliefs, and agenda. Yeah. And and so then after I watched it and and heard the wording to it, it was very specific. It was two specific people that they wanted to have the heading. They said specifically, I want to go back to the rules of Tudor England. And that... Um, but they would be first on the block. That's the thing about this. People forget that often when they espouse these, these treatments, these remedies, yeah. they'll be the first one subjected, <laughs> subjected yeah, and to that, them. and that this would be a warning to other federal bureaucrats that if yeah. you're not following what what our autocratic rule is, yeah. that you're going to be the language next of despots, one that's there. Dictators and, and then yeah. they said specifically, this is how you win a revolution. This is civil war. Yeah. And I'm like... Those words are really, really specific. So I'm like, okay, well, let's go into, does it actually violate Facebook's policy? Yeah. So I, you can tell me, let's yeah. see, um, what is their policy on hate speech? Um, okay, so this is hate speech from Facebook directly. We do not allow hate speak speech on Facebook because it creates an environment of intimidation and exclusion. Okay, blah, blah, blah. We define, we define hate speech as a direct attack on people based on what we call protected characteristics. So that's race, ethnicity, national origin, religious affiliation, sexual orientation, caste, sex, gender, identity, um, disability. We protect against attacks on the basis of age, um, on immigration status, uh, violent or dehumanizing, hateful stereotypes, inferiority, um, oh, was this even that? This seems just like a threat of was, physical harm. It was a threat of death yeah. upon people because of, of their, their ideology, their political yeah. orientation. Now, but also it's important to remember that this person is on record as like their beliefs are very specific. They believe that we can only be advanced through war, through suffering, through utter destruction. It's like basically Megatron. It's the Megatron theory of human evolution, which you know some people espouse, but is probably very damaging for most of us. Yeah. And so I'm like, they didn't specifically say political affiliations, yeah. but it seems like that would be very fitting when there's two specific people, one who's, you know, just a doctor trying to make sure that people's lives are saved that hasn't really... But is it, is it like beyond just this one incident? Because I, I agree with you. This is totally egregious. But I think that the problem with Facebook isn't any one incident. No. It's that it happens over and over again. Yeah. And I so my my view on freedom of speech has been tempered and shaped by the internet because you know this one of my first jobs on the internet was working on CompuServe back when Windows 95 was launched like I've been a moderator on the internet for a long time and we dealt with things like literally someone would accuse someone else of killing their cat when we would investigate and find out they lived on different continents and they never had a cat and that was like my first lesson in how the internet really works yeah so what I came to over the years is that you have freedom of speech but not freedom of publication and that means like, I can't force NBC to put my video show, like I can't force them to put my YouTube channel on primetime TV. I, I can't make them make me the next Seinfeld. I can't force the New York Times to publish my manifesto. And I can't force Facebook or Twitter to publish my posts like that. And that's literally what they're doing. I can do that on my own dime. I can pay for a website and I can put anything on the website that doesn't violate the rules of the host. Or I can buy my own server, run around the electricity in my house, pay for an IP address, you have absolute freedom of speech when it's your money, but you don't when it's somebody else's money. Okay, but then I could play devil's advocate and say the opposite. Then is it within Facebook's right to say that I don't mind if you incite hate 
on my area yes. in my community, and then all of this would be kind of mute because ah, if they want that, then this is totally fine for that's them. That's true, but there's two things. One is that we saw like like places like 4chan, 8chan have been doing that. Reddit was doing that for a while. Yeah. Um, and so those those sorts of things exist. But the problem with Facebook is they're saying one thing and doing another. And the other layer that goes on this is that prominent conspiracy theorists are accusing Facebook of being biased against them when they have, are almost always in the top 10 trending list on Facebook, which makes me wonder if that's just part of the conspiracy theorist game is to claim to be a victim mm -hmm. so that you receive special protection. Yes. And then may, like maybe Zuckerberg is a conspiracy theorist. He's all in on this. This is a secret agenda. Or maybe he's just so sensitive to being labeled anti-conspiracy theorist that he's willing to give them a pass and their sort of tactics are working. I would say it's probably a third thing. What's that? Is that it just makes him a lot of money. That's and he doesn't, yep. he doesn't, he probably just doesn't care either way. Because those people are great for time on platform. They're great for people, people that are conspiracy theorists consume a lot of media. Yeah. That makes him a lot Especially of money. Especially his media. And exactly. Yeah. And let's say it, younger, younger people are, are not going to Facebook and Groves. No. They're losing the, young. so they, this is who they have to keep. So if they got rid of people that are saying things that might be more conspiracy or might be violent, they're going to lose a whole bunch of people and they're going to be really angry and they're going to go somewhere else and they don't, Facebook doesn't want that. But you that. see, like a lot of other companies, like Reddit, Reddit made that change. Like Reddit today is very different than Reddit when it was a completely, like when they had just anything going on. And uh, Twitter, for as much as they are capricious and inconsistent with it, they have been standing up increasingly to it. And even Facebook finally ban started banning big groups of conspiracy theories. But these sorts of things aren't effective if they aren't consistent. But it's sort of like, I don't want to think about the asshole, but it's sort of like that thing is like that learned helplessness thing. If you press a button and you always get food, you're fine. If you press a button and you always get shocked, you're fine. If you never know if that button's going to give you food or shock you, you're on the floor in a fetal position. Right, right. And I would say that it's probably run by an algorithm, right? I think that people that use Reddit are probably uh, younger. I think that they're more leaning towards the left. It's money either way. And, yeah, <laughs> I do. I don't believe, like, let's just say it. Twitter did not, um, Reddit especially, did not make any of these changes until people shouted out that they are until really it hurt upset advertisers. about them. And it hurt them. And yeah. then they made something. I don't think that any of these companies were really thinking about us versus the bottom line That's because her. they would have done it immediately. Like, how do you know if a company really cares about something? It's that will they take a hit to their own pocket, their own bottom yes. bottom line, right? To be able to make a stand for something. I think that when Apple took a stand against, um, you know, for privacy, and even though they took a huge social hit about, you know, they're not really supporting yeah. the government and they're they're not. Well, also you know, Tim Cook that. came out, and I don't know if he did this publicly or inside Apple, but he said we will never make technology that hurts or kills people. Yeah. And a lot of other companies with similar technology were selling it. Um, to the polices, to military, so to... now they have a whole bunch of military contracts. We still are more of their budget, but doesn't Apple now have a whole bunch of military contracts But it's the same also? technology. Like, it's not like, like, they will not yeah. sell facial recognition. Like, if you want to use pages and you're in the military, that's fine. You can make all your newsletters on all the Apple pages that you want. Yeah. We'll or have cell to have phones. A, we'll, have to, we'll have to take a peek yeah, into that sure. just to see, because that's always the thing is, who is... Who is the person that's bringing you the most money has the most power over what you yeah. do. Yeah. But 
I again, I think. But that- we haven't seen the same sort of public uh, fallout as like Microsoft no. uh, and Amazon and Google. Like when Google was selling the the drone yeah. technology, or, or Amazon was doing the police. Yeah, or detection. Cambridge Analytica. Cambridge Analytica. Yeah. yeah, these are all the the things, right? Facebook says, "Oh, we're not going to take political ads anymore after the election." So I have a I have a recommendation for people. Okay. All right. So my, my takeaway from this is, you know, every year, especially when, when we were both still at iMore, mm-hmm. we would do these holiday guides, like oh, what yeah, you should yeah. do for technology yeah, holidays. Yeah. And one of them would be how you could help tech support your family members, because like this year you can't go there like right. you normally would, back to our original topic. Um, but like you would go there and you do several things, like you'd make sure they had a secure Wi-Fi password. You would make sure you turned off motion smoothing on their TV so you didn't have to watch the Avengers like a soap opera. That's this horrible. year, as much as you can, try to get them to delete Facebook and turn off cable news. If you want to do one thing that will help the evolution of our society, of our civilization, to move us more towards Star Trek and less towards, and less towards like escape from LA, um, delete Facebook and turn off cable news. My, my only piece to that is that for some people, especially if they're older, this may be the only connection they have to the outside Right, especially now, this may but be the like way that. But isn't like smoking? Like you go outside to smoke, and that's the only time to socialize. It's still bad that you smoke. It is, but give them um, something else. Give them like even they, Twitter. That's I think exactly is what I was going to say: is that they need to have a secondary yeah. source. If you make a group on, you know, a, yeah, anything, yeah, Any, literally anything, anything at this point, anything. It could be an email group. Yes, but for a, a lot a, a of people, like, a get, messaging group. Like if you don't like iMessage, use Signal or use you know what's no, no, WhatsApp. Yeah, get, get you would have to get it all set up yeah. so that they can reach for everything and be able to have more of support an open... local news. Support your local papers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be a recommendation. All right, so we do still have one more topic, but that is our have, ne- wait. No, okay, do it, do it. Again. No, you do it. We have. One more thing. But that's our Nebula exclusive topic. So if you're listening to Nebula, just stay with us. We'll be right to it. If you are not, it is super easy to get on Nebula. You can just go to, uh, if you want the bundle deal, you can go to curiositystream.com slash Apple Talk and you can get both Nebula and CuriosityStream for like, I think it was like 14, less than 14 or 14.97, some ridiculously low amount for the whole year. For the year. whole year. For it's the whole year. Like a little bit over a dollar a month. And then you can watch and listen to us, zero ads plus the bonus topic, which is rad. Uh, but for those of you leaving us now, Georgia, where can people find you? Uh, you can email me. It's Georgia at westmounttherapy.com. And on Twitter, it's Georgia underscore Dell. And you can find me at Renee Ritchie on all the social things, on Twitter, on YouTube. I'm still on Instagram. I haven't been able to quit Instagram yet. It's okay. Still on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. If you haven't already, please go leave a review, leave a rating, especially on Apple Podcasts. It really, it's like reverse algorithm. It encourages them to feature the show more, and that helps us reach more people like you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Please do. (laughs) 